The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, we're going to start the show this afternoon with a report about how neo Nazis and extremists are capitalizing on the COVID 19 pandemic. According to declassified CSIS documents and the investigative reporting of Global's Stuart Bell, it shows that these groups have been using COVID 19 conspiracy theories to attract followers, raise money, and encourage violence. Stuart joins us this afternoon. Welcome back to the show, Stuart. Thank you. Okay, let's start with this. Tell us about this this secret national security brief. Who was it prepared for and who was it shared with? Well, it's it's part of a larger cache of uh, Canadian intelligence files that we were able to get uh, Global News under the Access Information Act. And it deals with how um, Canada's security community has dealt with the pandemic. And uh, so they've been briefing um, senior Canadian government officials, including in public health and Health Canada hmm. uh, and other departments, and just basically um, making them aware of some of the national security uh, fallout of the pandemic. And part of that has to do with disinformation. And as we know, disinformation and hmm. conspiracy theories, you know, they, they to some extent um, can make it more difficult for those trying to combat the uh, the pandemic because people are skeptical they're not believing the things they're seeing because they're they're reading far-fetched conspiracy theories um, online so basically this report is uh, one of several that is kind of analyzing the disinformation on covid-19 and where it's coming from so when we're when we're looking at um, the, the the groups that were in these in these files in the in this briefing, what groups are we specifically looking at, Stuart? Well, I mean, all of these documents have dealt with various um, actors that have been responsible for disinformation, and they include uh, authoritarian governments like Iran, uh, Russia, China, but also. Um, uh, extremist groups, and in particular, far right or what you might call right-wing extremist groups, uh, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, anti-government extremists. Um, I mean, these are groups. These are movements, I guess, that have always been reliant to some extent on conspiracy theories, and so to that, ex- you know, to that extent, they've just kind of adapted their approach to the pandemic and began to spin. COVID-19 into their own kind of, um, you know, frame of reference to, to attract followers and also to raise money. Yeah, Stuart, that's what I was going to ask you. How does, I was curious to know how spinning these theories helps these group. How does it, how does it get them more attention? How does it get them more followers? Well, it's a good question because there's actually a division within um, right-wing extremist circles about whether or not they should be um, spreading conspiracy theories. I mean, mm. um, to some extent, it it, uh, it helps them because you know some of the conspiracies have to do with, for example, blaming uh, the Jewish community for COVID nineteen. I mean, all of that fits clearly into the right wing extremist type of uh, ideology. But there's also um, a camp within the far right, which, as these documents point out, has actually been telling people don't. And don't spread conspiracies, um, especially ones that that portray the pandemic as fake uh, and a, an attempt by government to grab power or whatever. What they're doing instead is saying, no, we should be actually uh, saying that it's real, trying to 
trying to um, make people really panicked because we can exploit that situation to um, to bring about what we're what we're after, which is kind of you know the, what they're after is basically the collapse of society as it is and rebuilding it according to their own racist kind of model. You know, Stuart, it is it is fascinating when you when you get into this, and obviously this is this is what you have been working on. What have you learned uh, about these organizations and and how they? I guess maybe attract their followers. How they are, how they are working to sow, um, you know, discontent. How they are spreading the disinformation. I mean, it's clearly something that is done online, um, and you know, I, I think it's not it's not something new in the sense that these groups are always exploiting whatever is happening to try and make people believe in their particular outlook. And, um, and and attract followers to their line of thinking. So it's it's really, I guess, no surprise that they would um, take this situation. It's highly irresponsible. It's completely reckless at a time when people need to be, um, you know, getting solid information so that they can behave accordingly. But it's not surprising that these types of groups um, and states, for that uh, matter, are trying to take advantage of this situation. Uh, Stuart Bell, Global News investigative journalist, uh, joining us this afternoon. I'm curious to know then, I mean, you, you managed to um, get your hands on, on this information through uh, Freedom of Information. Can, can you tell us what um, what the government is doing or, or what uh, authorities are, are doing to try to counter this? Well, I mean, these are primarily CSIS uh, reports, and CSIS is an intelligence agency, and its job really is to just mm. advise the government and analyze. So they don't, they're not necessarily a doer, um, but, you know, there's really not a lot you can do about disinformation anyway. Um, you, you know, you can't really suppress it in an open society like Canada, but... Um, what can people can do is just be more aware of what's going on and that you know there are groups there are countries in fact that are trying to um, you know muddy the waters in terms of the pandemic and what it is and how we should be responding to it and just be aware of that before you maybe believe something and especially share it online <laughs> Stuart, was there any comparison done at all between what is happening in Canada and maybe what's happening in, in other countries on this front uh, when it comes to the spread of disinformation, the, the activities of these groups? Like, you know, did, w- w- did they take a look at, I don't know, uh, the U.S.? Did they take a look at, uh, you know, countries in Europe to see what's happening there uh, in comparison at all? Oh, well, I mean, as you are getting at it, I think this is clearly something that's not <laughs> confined to Canada. This kind of disinformation and conspiracy mongering has been going on, uh, especially in the U.S., especially in Europe. Um, they, you know, they didn't really do a close comparison that we were able to obtain, but they do they do indicate that the same things are happening elsewhere. And even in Canada, it may be a little less than in places like the U.S. and Europe. But it's, you know, it's clearly having a fallout people are um, you know you can see for example um, when we have uh, I think just over the weekend it was an anti uh, lockdown protest and you know appearing and speaking were far right figures so there seems to be an attempt by the far right to try and um, see
see what they can gain from this whole situation. Stuart, any indication of um, maybe uh, hot spots in our country where this sort of thing is, is happening more than others? No, I mean, that wasn't really a part of okay. the briefing materials that we got. But, you know, clearly you can see when you when you just look at the news, you can see these types of um, protests that are that are popping up in different cities and that are fueled largely by conspiracy theories and disinformation. So it's, you know, and it's, it's popping up all over. One of the things, and I was following you, uh, you know, checking out your Twitter account today, and you did kind of some, you know, bullet points as well that I found uh, interesting. And, and if anyone hasn't checked this article out, you can at globalnews.ca. It's a, it's a, it's a really interesting read. Um, you had said on religiously motivated terrorism um, that CSIS was not willing to show its cards. Um, was there anything more? that you were able to find out besides just putting out that statement? Uh, you know, what is, um, you know, the concerns out there on that front? Well, um, religiously motivated terrorism is a new term that uh, the Canadian government uses for basically what what we would consider uh, ISIS terrorism. and Al-Qaeda yeah. type followers, ter- terrorism, yeah. Especially people that have been radicalized online to these groups and um i mean that does remain uh, according to these documents the number one terrorist threat to canada and primarily um what they seem particularly concerned about uh, and this is not new either but uh, over the last couple of years it's been the same but what they're concerned about seems to be people that have tried to leave canada to go overseas to to you know take part with isis or al-qaeda but have been stopped from doing so and are, I think the term for them is frustrated travelers. Canadians that are, Canadian extremists have wanted to go overseas to to take part in violence um, were stopped, but then may do something here in Canada instead as a fallback. Stuart, before I let you go, I'm curious to know if there was anything in these documents that we haven't touched on that really jumped out at you and made you go, huh, that's really interesting. Uh, I guess, I mean, it's, Overall, the one, the big picture thing that uh, I think we've all learned from this is that uh, uh, CSIS, uh, Canada's intelligence service, is actually paying fairly close attention to the pandemic, and it's not something that was really widely known before. That they have been monitoring how the uh, how COVID-19 has impacted uh, national security in Canada, how it's being exploited by different groups, and uh, and you know what it could mean down the road. So that's, that's, I guess, the big picture takeaway of all this. Awesome. Stuart Bell joining me this afternoon. Always appreciate your time, Stuart. Thanks for checking in this afternoon. Thank you. You betcha. Again, uh, Stuart is an investigative journalist with Global News, and you can check out this article at globalnews.ca. It is it is pretty interesting, and uh, as you heard uh, Stuart say right there, that it's it's uh, also interesting to note that CSIS is paying close attention to the pandemic and, and the fallout uh, from it. Um, I'm not 100% sure that I'm surprised that they that they are. I suspect that there are there are so many things being watched uh, right now uh, across the country around the world. And I think as we continue to learn more and as we continue to 
walk down this this path that is uh, COVID-19. I mean, walk down this path makes it sound like it's a, a walk in the park and it's anything but. But as we continue to learn more and as we continue to find out more, I think uh, in the years to come, looking back at 2020, um, we are going to continue to still learn so much about what has been going on this year and the fallout from it.